1: The NFL is back in action and. This
0: concept with pivot. You understand just how we living. This for me is like rap religion. Open B because we got this Skype. When it comes to this, y'all, I can get it hype. When it comes to this, y'all, calm has risen. How you living, huh? Yo, how you living, pivot?
1: How are you, my friend?
0: Yeah, man. My son was using his Oculus headset on this, so that kind of messed up my audio.
1: But we good. I, I mean, I, I, if you think about it, I, I know I'm a caveman with technology, and I feel like you would be as well. But then I'm thinking about it, and one of your major breakthroughs, the variable was technology.
0: Exactly. No, that's my whole thing. I'm a tech geek, but my son's like geeking out too, so he messes with everything. And so it's like he had these his headset, where's his Oculus stuff up, the virtual reality connected. And so mm. that always messes with the audio. Sorry about
1: that. We good now. Virtual reality. Have you, you played
0: with it all, the goggles or anything?
1: You know what? I I haven't I have enough trouble with reality, Mark. <laughs> no, no, I do. I do. I I you know I, virtual reality is too much for me. It's too much. I hear that. You know? Um and I hear that. I, I feel like I have so much to ask you. And I, is it okay if we do a 14-hour interview? Twelve's my limit. 12 <laughs> hours is all I got. You got some serious endurance. I love it. <laughs> Um, you know, I I don't even know where to begin with you. I I was lucky enough to, you know, what's so crazy is my only reference for you is you as an actor. How insane, (laughs) how insane is that?
0: I'm a thespian. You
1: know that. That's how, that's how I know Mark Cuban is me and Bob Odenkirk, better call Sal, staring at Mark Cuban and you had all the lines you had, brother, you wouldn't even pass the ball. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Hey, take it up with Doug. Not me. That was oh, Doug. That was so fun. Was that, what's is, is that stuff fun for you? Cause it's not, oh, your I world? love it.
0: I love it. Cause it's so like business. I get right. Acting's hard. Cause you just got to let go business. You're always in control, right? And you're trying to keep control and, you know, define everything in your own terms acting, you know, and I'd watch you and I'd watch all the other guys there and it's just like letting go, man. You just got to go with it. And so that, that's a bigger challenge for me, than business.
1: The fact that you even get that to me means, and you would never do this, that if you decided, you know what, I'm going to focus on acting, the fact that you even intrinsically understand that means that you would get it, but you're never going to let go of all of your distractions. And thankfully, because I, I love watching guys like you, because listen, uh, I'm going to get real for a second. It would be very easy to see you as a douchebag.
0: And I'm not saying I'm not.
1: No, (laughs) (laughs) but but I mean, listen. On paper, you have all the makings. You you have been a billionaire since you were 40, correct? Yeah. Okay. Okay. You are living the dream. You're living every guy's dream. You know, you got your own team. You're passionate about it. You love it. You're doing your thing. You're you're self empowered. You're you speak your mind at all times. Listen. Here's what's crazy, brother. I'm perceived as a douchebag, and I played a douchebag, right? Yeah, yeah, and you were good at it, that, you know? Th- thank you, brother. I appreciate it. But what's so crazy is I played one, and still people are confused. I'm just a journeyman actor from Chicago. You're an actual douchebag.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, but I'm good, baby. I'm good at it.
1: If you're going to oh do my, it, be good. Oh, my God. Let's make T-shirts. If you're going to do it, be good. I love it. So let let me ask you, you know, the way that you broke through, would you be able to do that today considering how far a technology has come?
0: It's all scale, right? You know, I've had and built and sold multiple companies. um, And, but like when we did the whole streaming thing, we just got lucky that it happened right when the internet stock market was going nuts. And so, you know, I was doing really well before then. And, you know, no reason to think I would blow it and mess it up, but I had no idea. I mean, it was all luck that the Internet stock market was blasting off. And, you know, and we were lucky that we could, you know, sell our company at the right time. Um, but, yeah, could I do could I do it again? Yeah.
1: Could I do it to the same scale? Only if I got lucky again. So but at the same time. You were providing something that you knew. And correct me, listen, I don't know anything about business. I, I'm just a dummy. but so so I'm going to speak in 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 layman's terms. so you you brought something to people that that you wanted you wanted to see college games, right? Yeah and you wanted to bring it to everyone else. And it's a very simple but real need.
0: yeah, but back then, nobody knew. so like you know when we got started in ninety five, people didn't really know what the internet was. And so I'd already been in a technology business, had a company. So my first company, I got a job working at a software firm, um, a software store, learned technology, got fired. And I was like, okay, I'm a lousy employee. So I got to do something on my own and started this company and and built it and sold it um, when I was 30 and then took time off. But I knew technology at that point. And so when the internet started to happen, it was like, okay. the way we would listen, I, I went to school in Indiana, and basketball was big at Indiana University. And so me and my guys, we'd like literally buy some beers and put a speakerphone um, next to a radio, like one of these old school things that have been sitting around here forever. We would put it next to a radio and um, listen to it. And, and so, let me tell you that, somebody in Bloomington, Indiana, would put their speakerphone next to a radio and then we'd have our speakerphone here, right, and listen to the games. And I'm like, this is messed up, right? There's got to be a better way. Boom.
1: So, you know, you're being modest and you're saying, yes, there, luck is a variable. But at the same time, you were providing something that people need. And guys like Richard Branson at the time, you know, he wants to go to this island. How, why can't I go? Well, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to buy this <laughs> plane and we'll start providing it. So, yep. you know, it it starts off as a need in the way that with artists, your first project is almost autobiographical because you have this right. tie to it and then the rest the rest is history and how i don't know your background as an athlete but i ha- would have to imagine and no disrespect you weren't were you elite because i feel like if you were okay because
0: <laughs> you know what let me just tell you i like when i was in high school when i when i left high school i was like five ten five nine five ten two thirty nine no, probably two twenty i was chunky Right. right. And then I grew now I'm just under six three. And so when I by the time I got to college, and so I started playing rugby. So I was athletic enough to compete, but I wasn't elite by any long shot. No,
1: absolutely not. But but isn't that, you know, to have because we're we're very competitive guys. And when we when we don't taste success early on and we know that it's not right for us, and we're competitive guys and we want to win. Don't you think that's important for our, oh, yeah. for our growth?
0: Oh yeah, man. I mean, I was broke when I got to Dallas, I was broke, but i was still competitive, man. And I was, I was pissed that I was broke. I drive around <laughs> looking at the big houses, right. You know, and just be, you know, but that's why I got fired a lot. Cause I was too competitive. Um, but once it got down to it, I had no choice and I started that first com- first company, you know, I was living six guys in a three bedroom apartment, sleeping on the floor. You know, just we just everything you can imagine. Um, And I just had to. I had no choice. I had to make it work.
1: Right. So you had to you had to step up the game. And um, so. Let me ask you a very, very strange question. Um, Would you rather have to give Donald Trump a covid test and stick a swab up his nose? Or trade half your team? Oh, I'd rather stick that swab up his <laughs> <laughs>
0: nose and that shit so far up there. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and you know what? All of us have some level of shame, right? Where we're embarrassed by something at some point. <laughs> he doesn't. Man, and that that's probably one of the greatest skills a politician can have, right? Where it doesn't matter if he's right or wrong. He doesn't care. You know, he, he just doesn't care. And and that, that's the crazy part, because I've never, ever seen or met anybody like that.
1: So when is Mark Cuban going to be president?
0: I don't know. You know, it's not my dream job, man. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather have another eight episodes of Entourage <laughs> <laughs> yeah, out, you know?
1: Well, listen, listen, brother, don't pull a knife unless you're going to use it, because that, that, you know, we need that right now. And I, I, gotta, yeah, right now. Brother, I, got, I got to tell you, I just kind of someone hit me and said, you know, what about an Ari Gold spinoff? And I said, you know, joking, like, you know, I, you know, maybe I'll give the people what they want. And it's had, you know, 4,000 retweets in about four seconds. And, it, you know, the people have spoken. So yep. you, you and I should speak at a certain point because, you know, I know you're hurting for cash and I know you're living. Yeah, in that's your, horrible. yeah brother, I can't. I know you're blurring out the background because you it's so ugly. That's basically what <laughs> you're still I'm living out
0: my fake background. <laughs>
1: <right>. <laughs> exactly. That's how bad it is. Um we'll we'll, we'll talk later about that but uh, you know what's interesting is that show
0: But seriously, who owns the rights to all that?
1: You know that is that is HBO. You know HBO but they just came up with HBO Max and so they right. have different platforms so it, you know that is something that I think with the right momentum
0: but is, he, is that something Doug would do, or or is it just something that has to come down from HBO?
1: I, I think it, it has to it has to start with HBO. Uh obviously Doug uh and Steve Levinson were the creators and co-creators, and Mark Wahlberg initiated the entire thing. And uh uh but my question to you is do you think in this climate we could get away with um a character, for instance, like Ari Gold, that was so brash, and reactive, uh, and Type A, and 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 dealt with people with tough love, but said some things. He was an equal opportunity offender. Could that yeah. exist today?
0: Yeah, I think it would work, just because it's so unusual anymore, right? You know, Ari Gold surviving. It's kind of like bringing back Archie Bunker when they had <laughs> um, what's his name? Um, Lear Norman Lear do that live on on broadcast television. Yeah. Right. You know, how would Archie survive? You know, you were the new age Archie Bunker in a lot of
1: respects. You're you're absolutely right. And you know what's interesting? Because we know that we've overcorrected for some things that have been going wrong for years. Um, And now it feels like like people, if you look at what's trending and what they're actually watching, it's not stuff that's completely politically correct. You know, they, they want things that entertain them. that speak to them, whether it's politically correct or not.
0: Hey, it's not like Joe Tiger or or, um, Joe Exotic is politically correct, right? He's the exact opposite, and look what happened.
1: I think a a Tiger Wrangler... (laughs) Ari would be the first to sign him and sign him
0: to a movie deal. (laughs) He
1: he would have that franchised out? Are you kidding? There'd be theme parks. (laughs) Ari Gold would be colonizing Mars with theme parks of the Tiger King... (laughs) Beating absolutely. Oh my God. Listen, you know, a, a tiger wrangler who seduces straight men with meth. I think that's politically correct, Mark Cuban. <laughs>
0: Isn't that on every street corner? You know, everybody. That's that's aspirational. It's not you know, it's aspirational.
1: <laughs> you know, did you hear that Nick Cage is gonna play him in the series? Yeah. That's gonna yeah. be amazing.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be its own shit show. <laughs> you, you don't go anywhere. How you live in j we will be right back after we pay some
1: bills. I mean, it's it's so obvious when, when I'm watching a game and I see you that you're so connected to your team. And, um, and I think that permeates everyone around you and the players. You know, you got Dirk that played for you for 20 years, right? 21. 21 years. You know, yeah. except for Kobe was the only one that came close. And and yep. th- and that's a testament to you, isn't it? I don't know.
0: No, him that he put up with me. But, ah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I love it, man. You know, everybody's got that one thing that they're really intense about. Yeah. And then you're mellow about everything else, right? I mean, you've been around me. I mean, I'm mellow 99% of the day. But when you get me in a Mavs game, man, I'm a shit show.
1: Yeah, But I have to say, Mark, I dealt with you, you know, you would kind of, your company had kind of bought a movie that I did this, this indie movie. And I, I dealt with, I dealt with you for a moment and listen, you're one of those guys and, and you, you walk that fine line like no one else. You, you speak the truth as you know it, you're hard and you, and, and you can, you can break some hearts, um, I just try to be honest,
0: right? Because particularly to artists, right? Particularly when it's an artistic process, because you guys get dragged along so hard, right? People will just, yeah, I'm interested, I love it, I love it, I love it, and then not return your call, right? And then you just, it, to me, that's always worse. You know, like, like on your stuff, you know, there's only so much I could do, because there's things that I know and things I get involved with. Like if you had a player for the Mavs, or you know, but I'll just tell you right up, Matt, you know, I, I don't bullshit, you know, because it's for artists in particular, small business, you know, when you give somebody false hope, that's worse than telling them the truth.
1: Well, let me, let me say my man, you're a rare bird. And, and I, I love guys like you because I, I, I th- I thrive off the truth. Um, You know, people in this life are not like you or like me and, and I, and, and my father who, would alienate people by telling everyone the truth, and not everyone, oh my god, not everyone can handle it, you know, and um, I mean, I I could tell you stories forever about just, you know, I, I don't know how to finesse the truth, so I tell everyone, and they don't know what to do with it, and I've made a lot of enemies, and you somehow, but I love guys like you, because that's how I grow, you know, that's the only way yeah. I can grow if you give it to me straight. I just want to hear it. To that.
0: Me too. Same thing, man. You just gotta learn from every experience, right? Whether it's good news or bad news or something to learn from it.
1: You know, I'm I've been I've been on the road doing stand up and I've tackled it because it's something I'd never done before. I have a background in in sketch comedy and all this stuff. So, you know, I'm I'm prepped for this, but it's a different muscle, you know, same engine, different gear, but I gotta throw myself into it. And there are people. I just want people to say, nah, man, that's hacky, that's not working, go deeper. And from that, I can grow. But if everyone's saying, oh, that you're killing it, you know, and they don't mean it, what good is it?
0: You know, it's like, you do a show, you do whatever, oh, you were great, everybody loved it, right? I'm like, I want to know the person you said that sucked, right? I want to see if you ever told anybody the actual truth, that they weren't very good. Because that's all, That's especially in Hollywood, man, that's all everybody says.
1: Well because people are afraid of confrontation and they're fri- afraid of of uh, being seen as the bad guy and you have no fear of being the bad guy um but let me ask you do you have someone in your life or many people that you feel give it to you straight Oh my family <laughs> my friends yeah.
0: you know they they don't they don't bullshit me if, if I screw up or if I'm an idiot they'll tell me
1: You have to have that Yeah and, and that's probably why your wife is your wife. She was giving to you. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I mean, yeah, she doesn't care. I mean, she'll tell me exactly what she thinks. My kids. I have a sixteen-year-old do- daughter. Are you kidding me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, bro. The she
0: turned fifteen, I t- I lost every brain cell that I've ever had and got really stupid, according to her.
1: That's amazing, and she crushes you.
0: Every minute of every day. She just like I was just saying hi to her. You know, hey baby. Rolling her eyes, you know, what you eating? Rolling her eyes. How's TikTok? Rolling her eyes. Yeah,
1: because you're just, you're you're kind of a cheesy, corny dad.
0: I am the ultimate cheesy, corny dad, <laughs> dad and I love it. I thrive on it.
1: That's amazing. You know, I, I wish I had kids, but I'm not evolved, and I'm totally self-consumed and delusional, so I'm not <laughs> like you, but I want to have kids, and maybe I could put that out into the universe, but I have a niece. And she treats me that exact same way, bro. I can't. I but but it's but it's even worse because she was a superstar at two and a half years old. She did a little video with Will Ferrell called "The Landlord," and she's uh-huh. like, you know, and it went. It had a hundred million hits. It went viral, and my my sister, her mother, had to retire her at three years old. And she, <laughs> her name, her name is Pearl. Pearl the Landlord. Look it up. Hundred million hits with Will Ferrell. Anyway, she's still that same girl at fourteen years old. And she all, all she does is bust my balls. And she goes, Uncle Jeremy, um, I I I saw you on the side of a bus. Do you work for the bus company? And I go, <laughs> I go, I go, I go. No, Pearl. Uncle Jeremy's an actor. She goes, I don't think so. <laughs> and I go, no. And she walked away. And I go, Pearl. Uncle Jeremy won three Emmys. And she goes, I don't know Emmy, but call me if you meet Oscar.
0: <laughs> That's brutal. That's great. And,
1: and, I, and I, I'm teaching her how to play the drums and, and and I go, Pearl, you've got serious skills And this is amazing And she goes, I've wasted my life playing the violin I said, Pearl, you're 14 You you could do anything you want Uncle Jeremy wants to be a drummer and a rock star But I'm having a midlife crisis And she goes, I think you're a little old To have a midlife crisis <laughs> I was like, I fucking hate That's you great. I hate you
0: That's great now yep. you know my life every day in quarantine. No, brother, I
1: don't know your life. There's a big difference between a millionaire and a billionaire, you fucker.
0: Yeah, but you know <laughs> what? <laughs> from your niece and your kids, they don't care about that at all.
1: Oh, oh, I know it. Believe me, I know. Hey, listen, if there was, if you, and I know you probably get this, that we can't have any regrets because you can't live in that space. But was, right. the, was there a deal... Or a person, or something that you didn't pull the trigger on. You thought, oh no, I can't believe I didn't see that.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's deals I miss for sure. Uber, right? The dude that um, started Uber, Travis. He and I had a company before that, and I when he came to me first, I overnegotiated, and someone else just threw money at him right off the bat. Boom. Top Golf was another one. Same thing. It's just like I didn't want to deal with it at the time. Uber, I like, but. Um, I was like, no, you're going to have too many problems with the taxicab commissions and this and that. And he found somebody else that, you know, didn't even think about that stuff. And they killed it. Um, Top golf. I just said I wasn't into golf, you know, and they're killing or they were killing it. It happens. I'm okay still. I'll make lots more mistakes going forward.
1: You said uh, part of your ideology is that it's a numbers game and that, you know, you just got to keep, gotta keep calling and i it's funny for the first time i'm i feel a little like you in the way that i'm putting together this movie and i've never been the guy on the other side before that's out there hustling and i gotta tell you man i have so much respect for what you and people like you do because it's it's a certain muscle that you gotta take your ego and you throw it away and you just grind Yep. I yeah, know. I mean, you got to compartmentalize
0: things, right? There's things I know, and there's things I know I don't know. It's like me doing the entourage thing, man. I was, I had no idea, right? And I just had to say, no matter what, right, just go with it, you know, and hope for the best, and just trust the people. Like I remember you said you were like, just relax, just relax, <laughs> you know. And you just got to go with it, and going switching the business side for you, it's the same thing, man. You just got to trust your judgment and keep grinding and keep learning because. You know, all it takes is one time. You don't know which time that breakthrough, where it's going to happen or when it's going to happen. But every time you show up, you got a better shot.
1: And, you know, never giving up is, it it, it sounds so easy, but it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to go to work and
0: get slapped down, man. It's hard to get motivated. Like, I remember a quick story like, my first company, um, Micro Solutions, that we had this lady. You know there's only three of us, we had $84,000 in the bank, and one day I get a call from the bank, and it's this Texas banker He goes, son, we just had this woman drive through the drive-through, and she was cashing these checks where the name, the payee was whited out and she had written in her name. I'm like, you didn't cash it, did you? Of course we did, we're a bank, we cash checks. This lady, literally, all she was supposed to do was take our, our checks the and mail them, right, to the, for our vendors, take them to the post office and mail them. Goes to the bank, write, puts on whiteout, writes in her name, takes 82 of the $84,000 we have in the bank. Gone. Wow. Gone. And, like, off the bat, like, you're pissed, right? Fuck, oh, goddamn. But then it's like, oh, shit, I got to go to work, right? If, if I'm just mad, I can't get anything done, right? So we we worked through it and it turned out okay. But her name's Renee Hardy. So if you ever run into ah! her,
1: head, <laughs> oh my God! Look at you! Look at you holding on to that years right. later, bro. You just you gotta let go, let it go. But it's so it's so interesting that you 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 just said a lot there because you know there's a cliche and and cliches are truths that have been spoken many many times. But you know if you If you hold on to it and you don't let go of that and you come from anger and it's not what happens to you, it's how you react to what happens to you. And you learned a very valuable lesson, which is you got to let that go right away because then that's going to affect everyone else.
0: And it holds you back. It affects everybody else. They, you know, they see the anger. They don't know what to do. Um, It's kind of like what we're dealing with this whole pandemic, right? Everybody's mad and nobody knows what to do. Nobody knows who to trust. You know, and so we all our anxiety levels and fear levels just keep on getting higher and higher and higher. And then you see the country kind of splitting into, you know, mask and no mask, open and closed, you know, liberty versus no liberty. And and so we just talk shit to each other. And yeah, it's just you just got to let let that stuff go and, and try to do the best you can.
1: Do you do you meditate?
0: In my own way, I will I do some yoga. I do yoga. Right. And I do my Shavasana, you know you know how they say at the end of yoga, lay there, right? I'm there for 30 minutes <laughs> at the end, right?
1: Well, it's funny you say that because I don't know if you know this. I I did a documentary about yoga and traveled all the way through India from no, Keral- no, no. Kerala to the Himalayas, and I'm fascinated by it. And it's it's funny, you totally got it, which is the reason they invented yoga was all those poses are to get you to the place where you can then meditate. So the whole purpose of yoga is like it's like a curtain raiser to prepare you for that moment to be present because you seem like a guy to me who's you got the yin and yang of like you're hardcore you're gonna you're gonna get into the belly of the beast and be a real businessman but you're also kind of zen and I figured you you had to do something to get that.
0: Let me just tell you I put my yoga breathing to work all the time these days with my kids (laughs) you know it's just like in through the nose You know, and just, and then, yeah, because you have to, especially now. Don't go anywhere. How You Live in J-Pivot will be right back after we pay some bills.
1: This is going to get very deep, but I think that that our truth has a vibration, all of us. And we can't help but, but be witness to that vibration. And I think your vibration is very childlike. I think you have this like I see it in your face right now. You're laughing and and you you definitely love being in this life and you're passionate about what you do. You're not jaded, you're not bitter.
0: No, not at all. And I think man, I'm lucky though. It's easy for me, man. I'm the luckiest motherfucker in the world, right? <laughs> My family's healthy. You know, you know, I stress about shit. My anxiety levels are higher because I worry about them, right? Not so much me. But yeah, I mean, like like Robert Parrish, man no one's going to give a fuck if I was mad or upset or it just is what it is, you know? And and when I was broke, I was the same way. And that's why, you know, I connect back with my buddies and we're all just the same because, you know, we've all just kind of kept our relationships the same. We're all just friends, you know, and some have done well. Some of my friends have done well, some of them haven't. Um, and it just, we're, but we're still friends, you know, and, and we're, we're still connected and that's all that matters.
1: How, how have you managed, to not become jaded
0: i just you know either you go with me or you don't right either you're my friend or you're not and i don't i don't look for new friends you know i guess you know what it is jeremy i don't need shit from anybody you know i got my family and you know when i was single it was different right because you're always looking you don't know what's next like you're talking about having kids i want to have kids but now i'm past that and so it's like I got what I need, right? Now I can help other people and do things that are important to me as long as my kids are good, you know, as long as my family's good. And so that's, that makes it a lot easier, a lot easier. I don't have those same stresses I used to.
1: Well, it, you know, if you could say there's there's one trait to someone, you know, I, I, someone said to me once, I'm casting something. Who I swear to God they said this to me. Who does what you do? <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I mean, yeah the whole
0: den of that right there right.
1: Well, it's like you know you're you're the exact same way. I'm just some dummy that grew up in Chicago watching Walter Payton and and being in awe of his skill set and and being able to watch Michael Jordan in person and being inspired by these people and watching John Malkovich on stage locally, having my father say to me. You know, there's one actor in this room and you ain't it as he's directing me, it, you know, and he and bless him. You know, he kicked my ass. He kicked my ass. And he was, a, you know, the only actor in the room. And I was struggling and whatever and and becoming something. And, you know, he gave me tough love and gave it to me straight. And I needed it. And I thrived off of that. You and know,
0: it worked for you, right? Obviously, it worked.
1: I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a work in progress. You know, are. Uh, yes, indeed, and I'm, I'm I'm trying to get better as as are you. So when someone says to me, "I'm casting something," who does what you do? Well, I I crawled up on stage at eight years old. Uh, I you know I've been doing it for many many decades. You know I went to the London and studied Shakespeare because it was my weakness. You know I just kept at it. I never stopped. In fact, I probably went all in too much, and no regrets. But I think. You know, I was married to my work, and then unfortunately, my work decided to see other people. <laughs> but I digress. So, you know, when you're married to your work, everything else takes you know a backseat. And and I and this pandemic to me has has really I, I've embraced all of this. And what do you really want in this life? And it's a finite amount of time we have here. And you've yep. got your family, and everything's for your family. And I want a family. And I I'm I'm getting very deep. But when someone says to me who does what you do, it's hard for me to say because we're all so different. Yeah. You know, no one could say to you, Mark, listen, Mark, I'm building a company and I need a Mark Cuban. Who does what you do? You'd be like...
0: <laughs> yeah. No, everybody's different. Everybody's got their own skill set and that's the beautiful thing, right? You know, you just got to appreciate people. Who, and I got that from my dad. You talk about your dad. My dad did upholstery on cars, you know, and never made more than $40,000 in his life, never went to college, all that kind of stuff. But he was nice to everybody. Everybody. And even when he was in his, you know, I, I took care of him when I made money. I took care of him. He could do whatever he wanted. Him and my mom and my dad would just go out and drink wine with anybody. Literally, my friends would say, oh, yeah, we went out. Your dad was tearing it up, you know, just holding the court. He he was friends with everybody. And, and, you know, that's kind of what I aspire to be. Just just being able to connect to anybody in any way mm-hmm. and not judge anybody, whoever you are. I'm good with it, you know, and, and that's kind of what I took, take away, took away from my dad.
1: So what I'm getting from you, and I know that, you know, you're a busy man. I'm going to let you go. But but in closing, and I don't want to speak for you, but kind of what I'm getting from you is one of the biggest variables to your success in this life is the way you've treated people.
0: I tried. I mean, look, I fucked up many times, right? We all do. <laughs> You know, and you learn, but I've learned from it. Every mistake I've made, I've tried to learn from, um, you know, because sometimes you just get it wrong. You think one way and you think you're doing the right thing and you think, you know, you trust this person or that person. and It doesn't turn out um, or you make I make a mistake. That's just life. Right. You don't go through your years and not make mistakes. It's what you do and what you learn from them that matters. Right. That's what I'll try to teach my kids. That's what my parents taught me. Um, and, you know, that'll be my legacy. It's not what I make. It's not what I have in the bank. You know, it's what what I leave behind for my kids.
1: It's so funny because that was my last question to you was, what is your legacy? And you answered that. But, you know, somehow you, you know, I, I've been, you know, studying meditation and doing it for, for years. And, and if I didn't, I'd be in real trouble. And you somehow mastered it without having that, you know, very consistent practice. And you understand intrinsically that if you don't take that beat and take that breath, and if you th- if you react fast and if you think fast you got to think slow even though your brain is moving fast
0: yeah no and that's the hard part right because my brain got ahead of my mouth many times right right you know and and so um yeah you, you know and we all go through cycles in our lives right i mean who you were who jeremy piven was 20 years ago is different than you who, who you are today or five years ago for that matter mm. and that same applies for everybody and as long you know for me as long as i'm making progress getting smarter, learning from my mistakes, and conveying that to my kids, I'm good, right? I'll, I'll be okay when they put me under.
1: There you go. I love it, my man. Well, Appreciate listen, it, listen it's been an honor talking to you. Uh, you. You're what my people call a mensch, which means yeah. a dec- You know I'm Jewish, right? Wait a minute. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe— yeah. You're you're my you're my long lost brother. I love it. I had no idea. <laughs> you yeah, yeah. you're 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 yeah. trying to hide that shit. Don't hide no, it, Mark. Hell no, no,
0: Cuban, right? <laughs> That's a really Jewish. No, my grandparents came over on the boat and it was like chop, 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 chop. Yeah.
1: Wait, well, lot yeah, lot so, a lot of of whole nine yards. I love it, my man. I, I love it. Well, thank you for the time. And now this is awkward because I need to borrow some money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing my connections, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. I can't here, you what, what? Yeah, exactly? What? Listen, I, I can't wait. You know, you're you're one of the good guys. I'm always happy when you win. And when you hoist that trophy again, you know, my heart will be bursting with joy for you because you deserve Appreciate
0: it. it Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Um, and thanks for having me on, man. It was a great conversation. So different from any interview I've done in years, man. I loved it. Thank you.
1: How You Live in Jay Piven is a cast original podcast in association with Common Enemy and Tenderfoot TV. Producer is Kyle Tequila. Theme song by Common. Executive producer for cast is Harley Roman. Executive producers for Tenderfoot TV are Donald Albright and Payne Lindsay. Executive producers for Common Enemy are Jared Einson and Dave Osako. Catch all new episodes of How You Live in Jade Fiven every Wednesday, wherever
0: you get your podcasts.